So if you don't know me, I na- my name is Logan Hines. I am the youth intern this summer, so I am here. Um, I'm excited to be working with the youth and everything. This summer it's been a good, awesome opportunity to be able to be here at the church. And, you know, one of the things I was really excited about was uh, over the winter I was really worried about um, where I was going to go this summer. But then uh, Pastor Jen, who's one of my professors at the school, was like, hey, there's this guy named Ed Simons. You know, he's kind of down in southern Ohio where you're at. So, you know, maybe you should, you know, go check them out and everything. So I got in contact. Uh, actually, Pastor Jeremy called out to me and everything because uh, Pastor Ed was, I think, in surgeries and multiple other things. But now I'm here, and I want to thank you guys for bringing me on this summer and everything. And just blessed to have each and every one of you here today. So um, it's Father's Day. Um, if you've been a father and everything. So if you've been a father or someone in, you know, you've been a father in someone's life, thank you for what you've done. You know, it's not easy being a father, you know, either today you're celebrating Father's Day as yourself or if you're a father, you know, celebrating the memory of that father, you know, this morning. I hope that you have a blessed Father's Day today. But let me say this. Um, it may be one of the things you remember this morning. If you had a great father or had a great father, you know, give God praise this morning because that was a blessing from God that you had him and or you have them in your life. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, God just gives fathers in our lives to give us godly wisdom and give us wisdom throughout our entire lives to be able to get out into the world. I know, like, my father gave me so much wisdom in my life that now today, like, I'm able to make great decisions and everything. Um, even if you feel, you know, you didn't have a great father, remember your heavenly father will not let you down, though. I want to bring this Father's Day message for you because um, my sermon title for today is uh, The Faith of a Father, and I'm going to be bringing some points to you today. You know, I wanted to think of different ideas, you know, because the faith of a father can last a lifetime in a family because it's one thing in life that the faith of a father can go through your family through generations and the generations because it can all start with one. And I want to bring that to you because, you know, you know, it can be tough for some people on Father's Day. It can be really tough to be able to have, you know, some people may have lost fathers. Some people, you know, might, you know, their father were in the picture, whatever it may be. But just know that you can go to your Heavenly Father through many things and that he, his love comes trustworthy and unmerited to you. And it's not based on, you know, your performance, but his love. Our Heavenly Father loves, instructs, provides, protects, encourages, disciplines, forgives, and cares for us. It does not take us long to understand as fathers, sometimes we fall short of a long list of responsibilities we have our children. Where our parents fall short, sometimes that's where our Heavenly Father steps in. I will not attempt, though, to make 10 or 15 points to you today because I cannot do that because I'm not a father myself. But, you know, I would just try to, like, in a few minutes, you know, try to give you some points, you know, that God will bring into your lives and what you need to bring into the lives of your children. Because, you know, to understand that our Heavenly Father is all these things and that we can trust in Him in our lives and with our families. He can be what is needed and He can help us what is the need to be. So kind of the first point I want to go into is, like, a father should love his children. A godly father should also incorporate the love that God has for his family. So I'm going to be reading out a first journal. 1 John 3, 1, it says, see what, God, see what great love that the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God, and that's what we are. The reason the world does not want us to know that is it did not know him. Until we understand the great love and sacrifice that God has for us, we can never be what God wanted us to be for our family. Our Heavenly Father did not send his son Jesus because of our great performance, because of our great performance but for our great need of a Savior to save the world of their sins and mistakes. Loving others with the love of God is no easy task. 
God's love is pure. It does not have a personal agenda attached to it as he goes through each and every daily life. So I want to kind of like give an illustration as well. Like, you know, imagine if Christ just before the cross went to the garden and thought, I hate this feeling. I don't feel like doing this. Therefore, I will base my decision on what I feel. If that happened, we'd all be doomed. <laughs> the good news is, of course, Jesus resisted and fought back his feelings. Even though he prayed three times to have the cut removed, he was more interested in doing the will of the Father than what he felt like doing, thankfully. Jesus displayed his love and willingness by going to the cross and dying for all of us sinners and those who are still his enemies were desperately wicked, as it talks in Romans 5. We must emphasize that love is that love is a choice more than a feeling because feelings are subjected while love is objectively displayed in actions. The bottom line is that what God and what a person chooses to do, not what a person chooses to feel. So God so loved the world because he chose to love the world through his actions by going to the cross and dying for this, all of us sinners. Being able to go to the cross and be able to see those things for each and every one of us to make sure that we are seeing the love of that godly, fatherly love that we get to experience each and every day. So this, my second point goes into a father should instruct his children. A godly father should read the, read the word of God, watch and live the word of God as he instructs his children in the ways they should go. And I'll go into John 5, 19 through 23. This is Jesus' own words. I tell you, the son cannot do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. Because wherever the father does, the son also does. For the heavenly father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, he will show you even greater works that these he will be amazed. For just as the father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the son gives them life to where he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the son, that we may all honor the son just as they honor the father. Whoever does not honor the son does not honor the father who sent him. Godly fathers teach their children the importance of the relationship with God to have in their life and live being the father wants to be our children and teach those who are in contact with. So each and every day as a father to go deep diver into your child's life and be able to show those things to your child through your actions, through the way that you do things in your life to where you're able to see those things and your child is able to see those things. In Deuteronomy eleven eighteen through 21, it says, fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as a symbol on your hands and bind them to your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you're sitting at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Write them on the doorframe of your houses and on your gates, so that the days and days of your children may be in the land sworn to give unto your ancestors, as many as the days that the heavens are above the earth. And then to keep going on in, I'm going in Proverbs now. So I'm kind of flipping through a lot of scripture. That's I kind of like it, making you go one side, then the other side, you know, kind of just going through things. But Proverbs 4.1 says, listen, my sons, to a father's instructions, pay attention and gain understanding. And then Proverbs 6.20 says, my son, keep your father's commandments and do not forsake your mother's teaching. And in Proverbs 22.6, train a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not turn from it. So that was one verse, you know, that's one thing I really wanted to dive kind of deeper into is like, you know, when you train your child, whenever you're going through your child's life, that's where you just show the love of God that he has given you. When you show that love that he has given you, then you'll be able to share that through others and be able to share that through your family. There's something in there for us as children. There's something in for us as parents. Each of us make choices. 
sometimes those bad, you know, some choices can carry consequences. As pastors tell us, if your children come back to the roots of their teaching, they should not sway away. They will be reminded of that teaching each and every day of their lives. So I will tell you, like, I'll kind of go into my story a little bit. You know, um, throughout most of my life, you know, there wasn't a lot of teaching in my life because my father actually went into the hospital with a brain aneurysm and stroke at the same time at a very young age. And that was one thing in my life that, like, automatically I was just like, boom, I was down. I was automatically, I didn't have a lot of, you know, fatherly teaching in my life. But that's where, you know, many other coaches and many other dads and many other families that came in and did all that. But I was also raised by the greatest grandparents that I've had, you know, throughout many different things in my life. And my mom, you know, my mom did, she raised two boys. She raised two young boys throughout her entire life that it was hard. You know, it's hard to fill the role of a parent as a mother and a father because it's one of those things, you know, you, as a dad, you teach your kid, you know, maybe certain things. And as a mom, you teach your kid certain things, right? But for my mom, it was doing both of those things. And she did both of those things many well. She might have disciplined me a few times, a little too harsh, but, you know, I'm not going to say anything about that. But, um, but she was so much love and wisdom expressed in the one person. She was one person in my life that was able to come together. And, you know, my dad ended up recovering from the brain aneurysm and stroke at the same time. You know, he, came, he was in a coma for a few months, came back, and he was in my life for many years of my life. But then I can fast forward to 2020. 2020 is when my dad uh, died by way of suicide. And it was going into my senior year and then all that. So it was really wrecking my life. But, you know, that was where one thing that there were still many men in my life. You know, there was many pastors that kept coming into my life. There was many people that just kept pouring out into me. You know, and of course, when I'm at school now, I have many mentors that push me into where I am today along my ministry path as I'm going through God's story in my life. So with God's help, he brung the people that I needed. He brought the people into my life that I needed at that time. And it's still bringing in people into my life today, even through this church right here. There's many people that I met here today that have given me such wisdom and much hope and much things in my ministry world that like just bring, you know, I just feel God's love every time that I come into those things. And with God's help, you can be that person that is needed in someone's life as a father, even as a mother, as anybody. You can be that person that is needed in someone's life today. My third point is a father should provide for his children. A godly father should provide for his children. Doesn't mean he's lazy. You know, it doesn't mean he's, you know, it comes to working hard so those children have what they need, right? We all have our day jobs. We all have what we do in our lives. But, you know, there's many things that, like, you know, it doesn't mean we have to bring every new thing to the table that our child wants. If they want this new toy or something like that, or if they want some brand new car or something, you know, some people are getting of age where it's like, hey, I want a new car. Oh, I don't know if you could do such things like that sometimes. But, you know, that does not mean bring everything, but... You know, every parent has come to do that. But our Heavenly Father blesses us with our needs and some wants, but promises to supply us of our needs. In our lives as we go to Him, we must go to Him through many things in our lives. So as you can probably think many years ago, you know, I kind of like, I like the illustration of my points, you know. Fathers gave us, like, strict times to be. So like used to, it was fathers say, hey, be home when the streetlights come on, Right? And that's when you had to be home, inside, whatever you had to be. But nowadays, it's, let me turn on Life 360 on my phone into where you can see everything. So we see the many differences in life now, how we go from one point in the life, you know, it's like used to grocery store prices were way different than they were now. You know, just seeing the generational change and how much that fathers have to provide for their family along with just the whole family 
that we are able to see that. It's just amazing to see you compared to used to to today. And listen to Jesus' own words again in Matthew 7, 9 through 11. It says, in our limited wisdom and knowledge, we will not purposely give, oh, I'm sorry. Which of you, if your son asks the bread, will give him stone? Or if he asks for fish, he will give him a snake? If you then, if you are evil, you will know how to give good gifts to your children. How many more in the Father in heaven will give good, good gifts to who? those who ask of him? So in our limited wisdom and knowledge, we do not give anything to purposely harm our children, right? You know, how much more will God, who loves us unconditionally and without personal agenda, give things that will not harm us and will not give those things? The reason he keeps some things from us so we are not able to be harmed because he knows that it will harm us. It may cause us to stumble and hinder our relationship with him, but to know that we can go back to him through all things Every, each and every day. But it also may keep him, us from being the parent that we need to be, but it's the parent that he's willing to be. And in Matthew 6, 31 through 13, it says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and that all things will be given to you as well. And through those bad choices have consequences, but he can help us. And sometimes it takes time, effort, and sacrifice in the family. The promises that lay in the kingdom of God first, some are wanting to be God's blessing without God. I know, it, you know, it's just kind of like the way you see things and the way that God wants to provide for you, but the way that a father can provide for his family. And to go into one of my last points this morning, you know, I kind of wanted to go into a father should be praying for his children. You will only take dads, you will only take your child as as far as you can go. But you can also have to have it inside yourself. If you're not praying, praying for them and with them, you cannot expect them to be praying and seeking things of God if they do not, do not see it in you by setting that example in you. You know, and I look in the John 17, it's the priestly prayer of Jesus to the Father for his children. And it's John 17, 1 through 19. It's going to be a little bit, but... After Jesus said this, he looked towards the heavens and prayed, Father, the hour has come to glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. For you grant him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to, to those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I brought you glory on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father... By me, in your presence, you, before the world began, to those whom you had given out into the world, they were yours. You gave them to me. They obeyed your word. Now they will. Now that they know that everything you have come given me comes from you, for I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not. Pr- I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me. And for they are yours, all I, all I have is yours, and all you have is mine. And glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, for, but they are still in the world. And I am coming to you, Holy Father, protect them by the, name, by the power of your name and the name you gave to me, so that they are one as we are one. 
so there's many more into this. You know, God's really, you know, this is where Jesus is pouring out into them and pouring into this prayer. And he keeps on going by saying, I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have full measure of joy within them. I have given them your word and the word has, has hated them. For not that they are the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world. It's that you protect them from the evil one. And that they are not of the world, and even as I am not of it, sorry. <laughs> Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is the truth. As you have sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. Sanctify, praying is not, shouldn't be the last thing we do as a parent, but it was the first thing that Jesus did. It is one thing that we should know. Sanctify them by your truth, as your word is truth. As God's word is truth. You know, Father's Day can be tough for some. Those that do not have a great father, those that are mourning the loss of a father. For you this morning, my prayer is that my heavenly father would be your heavenly father. Give you what your earthly father that cannot and cannot now. He is a loving, instructing, providing, and praying God. You cannot be selfish if you're loving, instructing, and providing for those who God has entrusted in you. In Numbers chapters, in Number chapter 6, 22, the Lord is talking to Moses. Tell Aaron and his sons, this is how the blessed Israelites say to them, bless you and keep you. The Lord makes his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face to you and give you peace. Maybe you are sitting here and you say you've heard that before, maybe in a worship song or you've read it in Numbers, you know. Um, but, you know, it's getting to this point where, you know, we come to pray to God that he puts his blessing upon us as we go forth and that his promises will come true over our lives. The Lord wants us to do a work of re- reconciliation in the lives of fathers and children this morning. He wants to remove bitterness and hurt and unforgiving, which is called separation from God the Father. You know, maybe there's something in your life that has hurt you that may be going away from God, you know. This morning I'm praying that, you know, God, you know, just comes into your lives, comes into your children's lives and be able to see you as a godly father. You know, and keep reading. If fathers, you know, and children are here today, pray that they both hear from the Lord this morning. And if no one here, you know, I'm gonna pray and I just want you to know that God is giving you the wisdom and in life to be able to understand and know you today. Dear Father, just you know, thank you for another time, Lord. Just uh, thank you for what you've done in you know, many fathers' lives, Lord. You know, fathers are just one of those people in our lives that give us godly wisdom, and they give us wisdom in life here. Lord, we thank you for them. And Lord, just thank you for the opportunity to come here today, be able to speak on your word about what fathers can do in our lives, Lord. I thank you for this church. I thank you for the people. And just thank you for what fathers can do for us today. It's in your name I pray. Amen.